Welcome to the live stream. I love our new little entry with the little cube going round and round. Uh, just congratulate our producers for putting that together. We have a massive team here for the Devin Nunes podcast. Just kidding. It's just a couple of us. But Lee Smith is on uh, on live stream today. Our good friend, one of the few. Uh, well, we only have the non-fake news journalists that come on to our platform to onto the podcast. And Lee, uh, as probably most people know, he's with Tablet Magazine. He's the author of many books, uh, but his New York Times bestselling book, Plot Against the President. He was one of the few uh, authors, writers that covered the Russia hoax and uh, did a great job on that. But Lee, uh, you're down in South Carolina. You escaped the swamp. You're living down yep. there. Your, your son is doing well. You're doing well. We're doing great. We're having, uh, we had a, a wonderful Halloween. He was a little under the weather for it. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving. And speaking of Thanksgiving, um, I, I I saw um, a notification because I want to know what wine I'm drinking for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and I see that you're coming out with some ace wines. And I'm especially interested since you were really the one who introduced me to Portuguese wine. So, but you talk about uh, on that, uh, on those advertisements of Portuguese style wine, you're doing two Portuguese style wines and one Bordeaux style wine, it says. So what are those Portuguese wines going to be like? And when can I get one? Will they be here in time for Thanksgiving? If not, well, then can I get one in time for Christmas? Because we got a lot of Lee, people. Lee, you're, break, you're breaking news here on right on my yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, all right. That's, that's, that's what I do. We, I do it by accident. I break news. We we haven't we haven't put it up yet, but what actually the, the right. website is live, devinnuniswines.com. Oh, right. um, as you know, I've been flirting with this project. I've been involved mm -hmm. in in farming for a long time. And well, often we talk about it here on on the show. Um, actually, Roger Kimball uh, with the Spectator came out had a little had a little uh, story on it. I think I put it up wow. on Truth. But the website is now live. We're just making sure all the bugs are worked out of it. But DevonNunesWines.com. But as you know, I've worked on these Portuguese wines. The, the other yeah. wineries I've been involved with in the past are are mostly just uh, either Bordeaux or Burgundy style wines in California. Uh, but these are Portuguese varieties that we are growing uh, on the central coast of California. Mm. And, you know, I know everybody wants to hear about wine. I'm, I'm sure you tuned in. We were going to talk about the Iranian spy ring, all the bad things Obama has done. But it's nice to just talk a little bit I'd, about I'd, wine, too. I'd, I'd rather talk. I'd rather talk about wine, frankly. But, yeah. but we'll get to Iran in a second. But I want to know about the um, I mean, is there an indication of when, especially the Portuguese? Because you were the one who really turned me on to Portuguese wines. And if you if you haven't told your viewers yet, I'm going to pass on your tip. And this, of course, is probably going to affect everyone now um you saying that you can get you know the portuguese wines in my neighborhood here we can get them down at total wine for like 20 dollars. and you said yeah those wines are basically if those are french or italian wines you're basically paying 40 dollars for them it's that mm -hmm. that great a value so we've been drinking or i've been drinking a lot of portuguese wine so yeah. what, what now, mine are going to be i remember Mine are going to be a lot more money than that, unfortunately. But I got to. But then, to but I, then I have to, be able to pay the bills. <laughs> they cost more, but then they're going to be worth what? Like a it's, seventy dollar bottle of wine is basically worth one hundred and fifty. Then well, that's still a bargain. You know, look, it's. Uh, I, I always tell people there's basically two types of wine. There's drinkable and not drinkable. Hmm. And many times people, and I think what I, what you and I have talked about over the years, that some of my favorite everyday drinking wines that that you know you just might just you know, have with dinner, just kind of a red table wines. 
the Portuguese wines are very hard to beat for the, mm. and when I talk to Portuguese, these are actually wines that are, that come from Portugal. Mm. Um, and it, you know, look, it's just tough in California with, to compete and produce, you know, really uh, low cost wine because mm. any of the really high end wines you're competing against the top wineries. And if not, you're doing, you know, massive production, massive, you know, machine harvest. And those are the wines that you're going to see in the, in box wine versus, you know, the wines that I'm making are all handcrafted. And this is a project that I've wanted to do for, you know, 20 years, been researching it. And, uh, but thanks for asking about it. And hopefully over time, we'll, people learn more about it. You can go check I, I just, it out. EvanNunesWines.com. I just want to say one more thing about it. I do remember that, you know, when we were talking about farming and stuff and, you know, you were saying, yeah, you know, you weren't really into some of the farming. Well, you said that you weren't that excited about, you know, about dairy farming all the time. You were really more interested in like doing like a wine and a cheese thing, which well, I just thought actually was what, I, what, great. <laughs> what I didn't like was and we're going to spend like, I guess it's a live stream, so it doesn't really matter. So those of you listening yeah. later on on the audio version of the podcast, I guess we can just go rumbles. You know, yeah. this is live streamed on Rumble. Yeah. Uh, Rumble likes to have the content. It's Friday All afternoon, right. so we might as well. I usually <laughs> try to do these on Friday afternoon. But the one thing I didn't like doing was I grew up, we you know, had all sorts of things in the San Joaquin Valley that, that we farmed and that we grew and obviously dairy farm. Um, I didn't mind any of that. But the one thing I did not want to farm was cotton. We farmed cotton. Ah. And it was um, it was a really a tough, just a tough business. Oh. The You know, the plant is very finicky and, you know, you it's very uh you know cool spring sometimes give a late start mm. and lots of bug pressure and all of that so i spent a lot of my early childhood working in cotton and i just didn't like it so i always liked the grapes better yeah well congratulations again very exciting i i really would like to get some of those wines if not by thanksgiving by christmas well, for sure by Christmas. Yeah, you can go okay, on there no. now and sign up. We have a little Founders Club for those, you know, that's limited to, you know, because I only have so many cases of the Portuguese wines. Mm -hmm. The the Cabernet, which I call the Patriot Blend, that's a really nice blend from Paso Robles for those people who don't mm -hmm. know the Paso Robles area of the Central Coast. Um, it's a, you know, beautiful part of California. And I think uh, that uh, it's really undervalued. Um, everybody mm -hmm. knows Napa. Valley, but uh, those those wines are really high priced wines coming from Napa, and I think that uh, even my Patriot Cabernet, I think will will stand up well against those. And we make them to age, uh, which is which is really the key. And my buddy Mike Siner, who I think you know or you've had his wines before, Lee, um, mm -hmm. guy that I've known for many many years, um, we've been working on this little project, so it's fun. It's fun, and and we're enjoying it. But hey, it's Friday afternoon. We probably got to get down to business here. Um, just return, Lee, from because I, I said mm -hmm. you, you know, you're, you're with Tablet, but I also would be remiss. You also are on the Epic Times yes. and actually ran into those fine folks. You have your own show on on the yeah. Epic Times um, called well, Over the Target is your show. But then you also I think you have a new show, right? Well, yeah, we're doing books now. We're, we're focusing mostly we're focusing a lot on books called Words That Matter. And we're interviewing some great people and, you know, people want news of the day, of course, but it's also important to give some, whether it's historical background or cultural background, and, and, and people like having access to something that's not just about the news of the moment. So yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun. And it's, as you know, it's a really great group of people over there. Yeah. Well, I happened to run into them uh, the other night. We went to mm -hmm. 
uh, Mar-a-Lago for the screening of ah. Police State, Dinesh D'Souza's mm-hmm. new book, Dan Bongino, or, or I'm sorry, new film. Uh, Dan mm. Bongino, I uh, helped on this one. Uh, yeah. Very nice event at at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, and anyway, the reason I thought about it is because I was I did a long interview with the Epoch Times. They were doing a mm. live stream also from from Mar-a-Lago. So it was mm. nice to see some of those folks uh, who, by the way, get constantly attacked by the fake news. I think they're very jealous now. The Epoch Times, Lee, I saw oh, of the fake news yeah. did did stories and hit pieces on them. Because here you have uh, guys who are making it in a very tough business. Yep. It's very tough for these news organizations to to make it because of the internet and free content yeah. and everything else. Uh, but Epic Times is is actually doing it and doing a good job. Yeah, there was a piece. Uh, NBC did a piece, and of course, that's one of the uh, the pillars of the fake news industry. Mm-hmm. And you know, it was, it was nasty. It's nasty. They're talking about you know really nasty things. Um, you know, cult this and and you know uh, Trump that. Of course, really accusing them all sorts of garbage. But the real point of the piece, I told different friends, and I'm like, no, this is they're worried about you. That's because that's yeah. what they're talking about in the piece. They're talking about you're getting you're getting bigger, you're getting bigger shares of the market, and so now they're trying to knock you down. So this is really exciting. And I talk to people all the time who are like, wow, Epoch Times. I subscribe to it. I I, I watch Epoch TV. So no, it's it's a yeah, it's really a nice uh, it's yeah. really nice technology. Actually, I have yeah. the uh, uh, I have the app, and uh, they have got a lot of good good films on there and oh, video yeah, on right. demand. Uh, really, really nice stuff. And huh. uh, the the irony of all the left who just can't stand the Epic Times because they are the left says, "Oh, they're part of this right. weird religion from China," but instead of saying like, "Wait a second, the Chinese are actually wiping these people out," I think it's right. almost impossible yeah. for you to practice right. any religion in China, and these people have fled you know, to the United States and other places around the world for the last, since the takeover of the, of the Chinese Communist Party uh, of China. Uh, and so here you have a you know, persecuted people. And then, right. of course, here they are trying to make it, trying to get real news out, actually doing right. really good reporting on the yeah. atrocities that are going on in communist China. And they get it, you know, it, so so they're not they're not an approved right. minority group. Right. And, and 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 listen right and listen and, to how bad it is right I mean these people have been tortured by uh, you know tortured by the Chinese Communist Party they're political dissidents they didn't start as political dissidents it's a spiritual practice um, you know and 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 now places like the New York Times and NBC News jump on them like what are they taking that you know Be- Beijing's line it's it's really gruesome and really gross you can disagree or disagree with the editorial stance of any of uh, any media publication but going after people like that yeah they, they 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 deserve to be tortured by the Chinese Communist Party really vicious stuff and it tells you where our media is right now that's what they're like yeah well and it's a good segue to the topics yeah. that I wanted to have you on about today. Uh, And that is that the left in this Mm -hmm. country seems to be abandoning the Jewish uh, state Mm -hmm. of Israel. Um, It's been happening for a long time uh, behind closed Mm -hmm. doors. Uh, I think the Democratic Party really haven't, uh, even though they say the right things about uh, the Israelis, but really they don't like them. Um, and And there's been this infatuation starting really with Obama, who made it go mainstream uh, mm-hmm. Force forcing the Iran nuclear deal, even though in this first right. term said, "Oh, I'm never going to do it." Of course, they all had plans to do it, right. um, and these are killers. The Iranian regime, uh, you know, and I had John Ratcliffe on the other day mm-hmm. uh, on the on the program. 
nobody has more American blood on their hands than this current yeah. Iranian regime, who is really fun, you know, funding uh, these attacks on on Israel, on Israel. Right. But with with dollars that we have either given them or allowed them to have by right. by removing all of the tariffs so that they can bring in uh, money by s- selling oil and gas. Right. Um, Lee, I, I never thought that I'm going to get your thoughts. We'll, we'll start yeah. with this because I never would have thought in this country that we would see mm. the types of activity that we're seeing mm. on college campuses in your old home city of New York, New York City. Yeah, um, protests and all over in these big cities with these kids dressing up as Yasser Arafat, uh, <laughs> saying uh, "Drive the Israelis." What is it from the from the yeah the, from the river to the the cleansing the 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 Jews from the river to the sea, right? Right. And which which is, you know, which you know, I you know, ironically actually happened you know some two thousand years ago um, when the Jews were driven yeah, from that, the land. Of that Israel. is good. That's that is one right when they were driven from Syria, Palestine by the Romans, right? Right. So, so now it, we've come full circle, but now here in the United States, you're seeing these young kids talking out of their ass, um, yeah. basically with, with polling that shows that, that uh, over half of the young people actually believe that uh, Hamas had the right to uh, yeah. go into Israel and attack and murder 1,400 innocent, innocent people. Um, what are your thoughts? It's getting a little little dark out there. Oh yeah, it's very dark. I just saw I just saw a picture today from from New York City. There was a a a Jewish woman who had hung pictures. You know, we've we've seen pictures whether in our hometowns or on the news, but you know, hanging pictures of of of, you know the 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 Israelis who were abducted. And by the way, we should keep in mind that uh, at least a dozen of the uh, at least a dozen of the people being held by Hamas are American citizens. That's a very important point. That of course the media is quick to elide. Right. Or, 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 or ignore entirely. And so, you know, I saw a picture. I mean, there were there was these gangs of, 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 of kids out there, younger people, some of them, you know, some of them masked, some of them wearing, you know, Arab uh, Arab scarves, the kafia, the Yasser Arafat kafia around their faces so they couldn't be recognized. And yeah, it's very distressing. A very, very important point, I think, to understand is, and this is not to make any excuse for the left-wing uh, American kids on college campuses uh, or the kids, uh, the kids who are out in the streets, but one of the things that's going on on college campuses around the country, and when they're polling on campuses across the country, a, a lot of these people are foreigners, right? A lot of these people are not from the United States, and this is why different people have argued that it's, it's a, deport them. They're on student visas, right? We have 300,000 uh, <laughs> visa holders from the People's Republic of China right now, right? I'm, I'm not saying they're the ones in particular who are driving these protests, but whether it's kids coming from, from the Middle East, from Asia, from Africa, these are a lot of the kids causing trouble. So we see the normal uh, animals from the American left who are reinforced or even led in some cases by people from very uh, from broken cultures, right? Where anti where not not anti-Semitism, hatred of Jews is 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 the as the normal normative part of these broken cultures. So that's what we're seeing on the streets. Again, I, I'm not excusing the, the 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 U.S. kids, the blonde kids, the blonde girls that you see, uh, you know, from 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 wherever, from Pennsylvania from uh, from Florida marching around here. But a large part of this is people as, as students coming from foreign countries. Yeah, well, and 
you know, you had an insurrection in the United States Capitol led by a member of Congress who spoke to right. him, sanctioned him as shut down. You know Washington well. You used to live there. Yeah. Shut down Independence Avenue. Um, and mm -hmm. it was basically it looked like it was a bunch of like white, uh, angry liberals that were that were yeah. leading. And they said that they were actually Jewish. But that, there, were, there were hundreds of them inside the Capitol that shut down the proceedings. Um, and then, of course, you had you had to have yeah. several hundred more outside that, that blocked the street. Now, I don't see DOJ running over there and the FBI. They don't seem to be they don't seem to give a shit about it. They're too still yeah. too worried about chasing Donald Trump around and people that went to protest right. on January 6th. Um, but this is these are the types of things that I just didn't think we would see here in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's very surprising. But I I, I, th I think in, in the broader context, we've seen this taking shape for a while. Right. I mean, why not? Let's come back to Russiagate. Uh, you know what? Mm -hmm. Russiagate is essentially a third world, uh, a third world uh, uh, Arab style um, propaganda and espionage campaign. Right. It was about security services and the media targeting the targeting the opposition leader who managed to become the president of the United States. The security services were going after him, teamed with the media. So in that context, and this really is the context um, that Barack Obama, uh, he wasn't simply a catalyst. We saw a lot of bad things taking shape before this, but it was it's really Barack Obama who flipped the switch on this. Because you know you, you and I have spoken about, it and it's part of the book. It's part of Amanda's great movie that you know Hillary Clinton, uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign paid for the dossier. But all these intelligence chiefs, these were Barack Obama's people. Barack Obama knew what was happening. But Barack Obama absolutely knew what was going on, and we know that, of course, from John Brennan's uh, bizarre uh, CYA letter that he left about briefing Obama and everyone mm -hmm. else that it was uh, you know that they knew that RussiaGate was. Uh, was a was fake, so in that larger context, we've seen people in Washington. We've seen the Democrats. We've seen intelligence services. We've seen the press. We've seen political operatives. Whether we're talking about Russia the Tlaib, whether we're talking about Adam Schiff, right? These are, or, or as Cash Patel pointed out, uh, Schiff's former deputy Maher Batar, right? This this is how our country has come to resemble all too often a third world security regime. Yeah. We're talking to Lee Smith and author of many books, but also Lee lived in, uh, spent a lot of time in the Middle East, specifically yeah. uh, Lee, you lived in uh, Lebanon, I think even for, uh, for, for a time. I lived in Lebanon. Um, I lived in Egypt. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you, so, you know, I mean, you were there, you know, Hezbollah was there um, yeah. at the time. Uh, it's, it's, it's an offshoot of the Iranian uh, regime, mm -hmm. um, just in the you know north of north of Israel. Uh, they have a, a tremendous threat. But I want to I want to play uh, mm -hmm. one video. Uh, we'll start with one video that I want to play of Iranian mm -hmm. lawmaker with chanting "Death to America" and mm -hmm. burning the American right. flag. Uh, let's play that for you.
خب متشکرم برای خورچند مراقب باشه مجلس ساتش زمین رو متشکرم بزرگم so there you have, after President Trump came in, canceled the Iranian nuclear deal for all the right reasons, because of the blood that they had on their hands, American blood, uh, so many people that you see uh, that suffered injuries uh, in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, were because of the weapons that the Iranians were providing. Um, Lee, there was a spy ring operating. Mm. Um, you know, so Still we, is. We, we kind of yeah. talked about yeah. Obama, talked all about... Right. Um, uh, kind of his infatuation with this, but these right. these people continue to move on and on and on and up the chain, up into the apparatus. You know, but by the way, especially if you if you participated in the Russia hoax, participated in the Iran nuclear deal, and participated if you were one of the fifty one spies who lied about Russian interference, about the Hunter Biden laptop being yeah. Russian disinformation. That's like if you have all three of those on your record, you're like a three-star general. You might as well you'll move yeah. right up to the top <laughs> yeah. of, of the left. But there are actually like there really was a spy ring that has really gone on notice because of all the situation going on in Israel and um, Donald Trump being chased around by the Department of Justice and and in, in New York wow. and Georgia and everywhere else. This is this is a this would be a massive scandal in a more civilized age if people actually knew what was going on and you've you've got the goods you you know yeah. all the people um but can can you start and run us kind of from yeah definitely from well, well, for, I, of the, of the yeah. spy ring and the people that are involved yeah i want to start with the context of that 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 clip that you showed right there you look at that and you say okay so these are the guys that barack obama um, have a nuclear, they have a nuclear weapons program that they're working on. And Barack Obama is the guy who wanted to legalize it, right? Because that's what the Iran deal was. The Iran deal was never about preventing the Iranians from getting a bomb. It was about legalizing their bomb and protecting it with an international agreement backed by the United States so that once uh, restrictions on Iran, on its nuclear weapons program, on weapons and some other things, ballistic missiles. Once these expire, the Iranians would have a nuclear bomb. So that's a very important place to start. These people do not look like American friends, right? They're, they're American adversaries. So we start with like Barack Obama. This was Barack Obama's central foreign policy initiative. Um, as you said, Donald Trump withdrew from the Iran uh, nuclear deal in May 20. When Joe Biden came to office, this became, uh, before you, uh, this was his key foreign policy initiative as well. So that's the context. We need to understand that because otherwise having a spy ring, an Iranian spy ring working inside the U.S. government, it, it, it's it, that's the context we need with which to understand it because the Democrats, um, the Obama faction, that's what they believe, that the Iranians are a partner, right? Not an adversary, no matter how many American flags they burn or chant Marg, Bar, Amrika, death to America, that they're actually American partners. In 2014, uh, when the Iran nuclear deal was being negotiated, the United States and the Iranians, as well as a number of European partners, Russia and China were involved too. The Iranians set up an influence operation identifying a number of different Western, uh, second, gener Western second generation Iranians who lived in the West. They worked at various think tanks, a few in Washington. 
Their purpose was to influence Western governments, right, toward taking Iran's position. Fast forward several years, and um, Robert Malley, who was Barack Obama's Iran envoy and also became Joe Biden's Iran envoy, hired a member of this spy ring, a woman named Ariana Tabatabai, hired her, brought her into the State Department. Right, there she is right there. After um, after she she has moved now, Mally has been sidelined. He's on um, he's on leave right now from the uh, United States government with his security and, and rumored to suspended. be rumored to be under the, the you know, rumors. So who knows if it's true? Like an actual some type of possible investigation. Rumors we don't we don't know for sure. But but one oh, thing we can be sure of if these were right. anywhere in the republican orbit especially trump but i would say even going back to george w bush or right. reagan pick your pick your poison um this would be nonstop right. wall to wall coverage chasing these people all around but yet you right. still have the the one lady who's still there and this mally has just been able to just you know kind right. of just slither all the way through to where he was basically in charge of the the iran the Absolutely. iran portfolio um, as one, uh, I think, I think somebody on social media, but probably a lot of people said this, but it was as if having the Iranians no negotiate with Iran themselves, right. I mean, that, that was effectively what was happening. Right. Um, I, you know, you put it, you, you know, you know, looking at this stuff so much, you know, it as well as anyone, right. The, so the FBI investigation, this is a way to bury it, right. This is the way with the burying, whatever Mali was up to. That's what the Democrats do. When there's an investigation, FBI probe, uh, DOJ probe on a Democrat, typically it's how they bury it. Um, now Tabatabai though, she still has her security clearances and even worse, um, she's been moved over from the State Department to the Pentagon. The office she works in is she's the chief of staff for the assistant uh, defense Sec secretary for special operations. So, Devin, when you say that it's like having the Iranians negotiate with themselves, check this out. One of the things you probably knew this. I just found it out recently. One of the things that that office does is they're in charge of hostage rescue. So we had a number of different hostages. Uh, we had a number of different hostages uh, in Iran that were freed when the Biden administration made uh, uh, billions of dollars available to the Iranian. But right now, right, these hostages that have been taken by Hamas, there was I, I don't know if it's happening, but there was uh, speculation coming out of the Iranian foreign minister's office that they might get moved to Tehran. But the key is this, the number of Amer and there are still Americans who are being held in Iran. So the idea that we have someone um, who, who, who worked with senior Iranian officials to influence Western governments is now in the office where they work on hostage rescue and hostage negotiations mm -hmm. is absolutely insane. Right? So Lee, that's, I wanna, where, that's where the spy ring is right now. Yeah, and I want to play a clip. Senator uh, Joni Ernst from... Mm -hmm. Uh, from Iowa actually asked a, a Biden nominee uh, recently about uh, this uh, Tabatati, or I don't even know how you say her name, but uh, mm, um, I'm not I'm not familiar with her. But this, yeah. uh, but asks uh, 
DOD Undersecretary Derek Chalet, who I think who was an Obama guy. Yeah, he was an Obama recall. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember him being involved in this early yeah. on. But let's let's play that clip and I'll get you yeah. to comment. So, Mr. Cholet, you currently serve as the State Department counselor. And during your tenure uh, with the State Department, uh, hired a Miss Ariane uh, Tabatabi, whom we've recently learned was part of an Iranian government information operation. And according to reports, Ms. Tabatabi sought feedback from Iran's foreign minister on conferences she attended and in testimony she provided before Congress. She now serves in the office of the Assistant Secretary of Defense for SOLIC, Special Operations Low Intensity Conflict, which you will oversee if you are confirmed as Undersecretary. Do you believe it is prudent to have an individual with a history of conferring with Iranian officials in a highly sensitive role related to counterterrorism and special operations? Thank you, Senator, for the question. I appreciated the time uh, we spent together in your office uh, last week. I know nothing about this particular instance. I only know what I have read in the press. All I can say is, given my experience at the Defense Department as well as the State Department and the National Security Council, anyone who serves in a position of national security has to go through a rigorous background check. But uh, other than that, I, I know nothing about this uh, episode. Right. So let's, let's talk a little bit um, uh, about that. So she does have a clearance. Um, do you believe it would be prudent to suspend her clearance then pending review in light of these allegations that she participated in an Iranian information operation to mislead the American public? Senator, again, I know nothing about this, this allegation, so I'm, I'm not in a position to comment on it. <laughs> All right. He doesn't know anything. Lee, this guy's been around forever. Yeah. I mean, I remember right. testifying, you know, in Congress back during the Obama years. But wow, doesn't know doesn't know anything about this lady. He he inadvertently made a good point here, which is very important, I think, for people to understand, as you and I have have discussed so often about uh, about the FBI and about different intelligence services, our, our, our American intelligence services. Uh, th th this is not an uh, it's not a mistake. It's not an oversight. Right. They're getting direction from above. <laughs> that's why she managed to that's why she managed to get her clearances, because people above uh, uh, above the FBI said, let her in. That's what that's what the White House wants. This is coming from the White House. It's coming from Robert Malley, who's the Iran envoy. They want her in. Let her in. Now, normally, it's like uh, to get clearances. I, I in His position is it's uh, it, you you get red flagged if you're speaking with foreigners, period. Foreign government officials is a bigger deal. If you're speaking with uh, government officials from a, uh, a non-frat state, I mean, forget it. You're not going to get clearances. But she she got clearances. Why? It's not because the FBI made a mistake. It's not because anyone else made a mistake. They wanted her in there and they got uh, they got a member of an Iranian spy ring into the United States government. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it really is a spy ring. And, but not yeah. to be outdone, though, Lee, um, with this, what would be in any normal circumstance, a, a, you know, major spy scandal. 
Um, but never fear the um, the Iranian government. Um, this is just this is just new. Uh, was named chairman of the UN Human Rights Council. Yeah. So why not? Now we. <laughs> I mean that. I mean that that just describes what the UN is like, and that's why. I, I, I imagine most of our audience today doesn't take the UN very seriously just for reasons like that. The UN, you know, the UN is likes to poke, uh, likes to poke normal people in the eye and say, we'll do whatever we want. And you're going to keep us and you're going to keep us stationed. You're going to keep us in New York and you're going to keep funding us. So, I mean, that, that that's hardly any surprise about some of the given some of the other figures they've had in, po uh, you know, in posts like that. I should say about this, this Iranian spy story, there, there's another angle to this which is also pretty shocking. And that is that, um, you know, the Biden administration has been saying that they, they don't know anything. Uh, they don't have any intelligence about Iran being involved in the, um, in the October 7th attack on Israel and Hamas's October 7th attack on Israel. Well, that's preposterous, right? First of all, obviously Iran, uh, obviously Iran not only funded the operation, we know that the Iranians tra trained, uh, trained Hamas operatives to do this, right? That's the first thing. The second thing is we know because we have it in open source information that the head of uh, Iran's uh, external terror unit was meeting with the heads of Hezbollah and Hamas in Beirut. And this is, the Americans have Beirut covered. How do they have Beirut covered? Because of the, the hundreds of millions of dollars that we spend paying for the salaries of Lebanon's internal security forces. Do you know what Lebanon's internal security forces, what their big achievement is up late? Rolling up dozens of Israeli spy networks inside of Lebanon. So the Biden administration, like Obama before it, before it is paying the Lebanese uh, Hezbollah-controlled government to make Israel blind in Lebanon, right? So it's not only that the U.S. had a pretty good idea that there was something big cooking. We were also blinding an ally to what was happening inside Lebanon and some of the planning for the October 7th operation. So that's the other side of the spy, of the spy scandal inside the United States. We're paying for the, uh, we're paying for the networks of an ally Traditional well, ally it's, Israel. I mean, it's, no, it's it's no different than funding both sides of the war, Russia and Ukraine. Right. When they shut down oil and gas drilling, don't allow export. So then Russia is Russia, Iran. They're all able to, able to sell their oil and gas. Get around the get around the sanctions. Um, yes. And and we don't have uh, you know they continue to hobble U.S. industries. And so we're basically funding right. funding all sides of the of the different wars that are going on. I do need to. We always try to get things right here on the show because I know the mm -hmm. fake news that they, they watch Lee and they'll mm -hmm. they'll come after me. I actually misspoke. It was it was a the UN Human Rights Council forum, not the Human wow. Rights Council that they put on. But but still, I mean, it's like as you said, sticking. I uh, I, I I could see a big. Um, uh, a big fact check in that on the Washington Post, Glenn Kessler. I could see yeah. him turning that into a 1,200 word uh, attack. Devin Nunes still won't tell the truth. Now he's making up <laughs> stories about the wonderful Islamic Republic of Iran. Iran, it was only you? a form. It was only a form. It was, <laughs> it was only council, a form. Not the whole council. Not the whole Nunes, council. Nunes is trying to drag us to war. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So speaking, speaking uh, of of dragging people, uh, you know, into war and, and misinformation. Yeah. 
Mm -hmm. uh, there's and, and look in times of war, I always go by the there's the fog of war. You got to you, know, you, you just know the first three stories are definitely going to be wrong. Mm -hmm. So you got to kind of wait for this stuff to for the fog to clear. Um, but some of our, you know, even some of our friends um, yeah. are uh, a little bit uh, falling for some of this. Um, which kind of yeah. surprises me. Um, friends on the right, and, and Lee, you had a piece uh, that just came yeah. out uh, called uh, "The Israel Op," yeah. uh, and you you argue that some of our people who we who we like, friends of friends yeah. of ours, um, have fallen for uh, some of this and have been making some posts to Twitter, formerly known as X, now you know mm. here at True Social. We don't care. You can put your X post, your truth post up there. We don't, we don't have a, or, or former Twitter, whatever the whatever you call it. Um, but walk us through yeah. uh, how some conservatives have been falling for these disinformation ops, Lee. You know, I I, I um I, I posted I posted that piece today on Truth Social, of course, first, and then posted it on X. And I've been happy to see that a lot of normal people out there on. Trump supporters, they're like, yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really believe all this stuff about what they're saying about Israel and trying to drag in the United States. But it, I, I really see it as, um, as a function of what's been happening the last seven years, which started with, it started with RussiaGate, right? The different lies being pushed into our uh, information ecosystem, uh, and so a lot of a lot of our people on the right, a lot of our friends, uh, colleagues. They're, they're confused. They don't know which they, they don't really know which way to turn. So they see something like this. They see what happened October 7th, that attack. They see the Israeli response. And a lot of them are like, I, I don't know what's happening. This looks this looks first of all, the assault looks horrible and terrible. But now there's going to be a war and now the U.S. is going to get dragged in. And unfortunately, yes, a lot of uh, conservative influencers, people on social media, some of the some of the military analysts about this are 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 are, are just not seeing this clearly. And we actually have a lot of, uh, we have a, 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 a lot of information about what's going on. The most important thing what's going on is right now is that the Biden administration, uh, the Biden administration is not on Israel's side on this, right? The mm -hmm. Biden administration, their key goal is to protect their partnership with the Islamic Republic of Iran. That's the key. And that's what's really important, I think, for, you know, for our friends, for our colleagues, for uh, viewers, for Trump supporters, for uh, for Republicans. And this is one of the points I make right at the end of the piece. I'm like, boy, Donald Trump, um, the reason that Donald Trump was a great foreign policy president is not just because he kept America uh, out of any more wars. He was not afraid to employ violence, right? And so a, a lot of the people out there, not a lot, a few people on our side are not seeing things as, as clearly as Donald Trump did as president or, he, or, or that he still does. He gave a speech to, I believe it was the Republican Jewish Committee. It was very moving. He said, no, th this, this, is, this is not alike. You have one side. You know, one side that, um, you know, one side that loves death. This is what Hassan Nasrallah, Hezbollah says, we love death. He said the other side cherishes life. And he's talking about the Israelis. And he's not um, demeaning uh, any Arabs. He's talking about a specific group here. He's talking about Hamas. He's talking about Hezbollah. And the Israelis cherish life. So he th sees things very clearly. And I think that's very important for all of us right now to be able to see it clearly. Because they're going to keep coming after us. 
with all sorts of informations. Look at the way they keep going after Donald Trump. It's not going to stop. So we should not fall prey to this confusion, and we should definitely not be helping to uh, collaborating with the left to confuse those of us on the right. Right. And I mean, the most uh, high profile example that you still have members of Congress who haven't denounced, but the whole fake news story that the Israelis had deliberately bombed a hospital in, in Gaza. Right. right. Um, and, you know, it's right. It's it's awfully hard uh, to believe that even even today um, and it's and it's hard to get the true the, the true story out of out of what's happening in the Middle East. But you just had the secretary of state Lincoln over there again, who, by the way, help to manufacture and conjure up the 51 spies who lie. Yeah. He was caught red handed doing that, covering up the Hunter Biden laptop. He's yeah. the guy that's now in charge of our foreign diplomacy. Uh, he's over in Israel, I guess, on his way to to Jordan, mm -hmm. um, essentially, you know, quietly arguing, at least what we're hearing, hearing, you know, that's coming out from there for some type of short ceasefire to in mm -hmm. order to get the hostages out now. You know, just it, it, it's to your point, Lee, it's it seems like they're doing everything and anything they can to yeah. subvert what the Israelis are trying to 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 do yeah. over there. Um, and they do it in like a quiet, devious way, as we know, Blinken is, you know, shouldn't even hold mm -hmm. a security clearance at all. I mean, this guy should no right. be not be anywhere near the government. And, and by the way, the 51 spies who lie, this is a guy who orchestrated this. Who knew what he was doing was false. Who right. knew it was fake. Why, you know, so you get to, you know, you you hold a security clearance knowing that you, and you go orchestrate all these people who also hold security clearances to to get involved and interfere in an election, do an insurrection in, during the election right. um, a month before the election when facts that should have been out there for the American people to decide to know that the Hunter Biden right. laptop was real, yet it was covered up by all of these top people. This guy now is arguably the number three uh, in our in our government, maybe one right. can say he's probably the number one because both Biden and Harris are totally useless and out mm -hmm. to lunch. But this is the guy leading our foreign policy, right. um, probably under the guise of 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 Team Obama. Uh, but um, well, who who else is leading our foreign policy? Who's the other guy? Jake Sullivan. I mean, Jake yeah. Sullivan was ground floor of Russiagate. Right. I mean, right. Jake Sullivan might have been the guy who invented the whole thing, according again to that Brennan Brennan's handwritten notes. He might have been referring to Jake Sullivan as the foreign policy advisor. So right. but we know that Sullivan came out and Sullivan was pushing Russiagate. Yeah. So these are the people who are running our foreign policy, people who should not be in government at all, who should not have security clearances because of these profound, uh, insane operations. They've been running against the American public and uh and, and the and the 45th president of the United States. So they're running. They're the participating. They're participating in intelligence disinformation ops. Right. And so, you know, oh, I hold a clearance. Therefore, I know all these things that right. the regular American people don't know. So let me tell you um, and let me get these 51 people together who all have these clearances to say, we know that right. this is all Russian disinformation. Right. Um. I mean, yes, it's really disingenuous. Um, well, it's it's it, look, it should be illegal, and these people should right. never be anywhere near government, right. ever. But that but that's a great context for people to understand. Uh, you know, uh, that's a great context for people to understand our foreign policy regarding Israel. The Biden administration is trying to make it look like it's very pro-Israel. We're giving Bibi Netanyahu everything he possibly wants. That's not true at all. What they're doing, there's.
recent reports showing that during Biden's trip to Jerusalem last month, right, they basically are indicating to Netanyahu that they're going to try to use that they're using the war to topple him. Right. So there was a delay on the ground invasion. The Biden administration delayed the ground invasion. And now, as you say, Blinken is there to try to get a ceasefire again, which, which will not only leave uh, which will not only leave Hamas standing, but will be to the, but is purposed to advantage the Islamic Republic of Iran. Right. That's what's going on here. So very important context. Who 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 Anthony Blinken is in the background, Mr. 51 Spies Letter and Jake Sullivan. Mr. Russiagate. Those yeah. are the people who and are then running will, our And then which leads to, and we're doing, you know, this is kind of a recap here um, for those of you who, who missed uh, the earlier parts of the show. But, you know, we've walked through how there was a spy ring yeah. that all people who were brought in and were operators under Team Obama. And then you move forward and at the highest level of our government, you have the arguably the guy who's running the foreign policy into the ground. Well, the two guys running foreign policy into the ground, getting driving us into World War III, are both people who shouldn't even hold security clearances in the Secretary of State uh, and the National Security Advisor, which which are, well, outside of the Secretary of Defense, um, uh, probably the, you know, the two, the, you know, two of the top three people uh, are, are known hoaxers. But, Lee, I don't know if you remember this. Um, but this is also lost on people. The current Secretary of Defense, when he was the CENTCOM commander, so this was another general um, that I think is a big mistake now. I'm I'm with Victor Davis Hanson now in this. I, I wasn't before, but um, anybody who served in the uh, in high-ranking positions in the military should not come in, uh, t- take off their stars, and put on a civilian hat. It's been a disaster. Um, but but the Secretary of Defense, uh, Lloyd Austin. Uh, was formerly the CENTCOM commander uh, during the rise of ISIS. It's one of the early investigations mm. that we had ran. Right. They Fascinating. manipulated intelligence to allow Obama during his re-election time to say that that uh, bin Laden was dead, Al-Qaeda's on the run, let's just, let's just cut and run, or this everything's going to be okay, right. we're going to get out of all these wars. And then you had ISIS like appear out of nowhere um, which they knew was right. coming, but they hid the intelligence to pretend as if Al Qaeda wasn't there, but it really right. it was there the whole time. This was the current Secretary of Defense was in charge. Fascinating. I'd forgotten who, all about that. And yeah. of course, that's that's that he's in charge at CENTCOM when uh, when General Flynn is at DIA, right? And he's warning us like, no, this is these guys are trouble. Right. We're heading for trouble here. And that's of course what got you know what got Obama's. Uh, you know, uh, what got Obama's ire up and why they pushed Flynn out. It's like, how dare he tell the truth about what's really happening here in the Middle East and what's really happening to American forces. I'd forgotten all about that with Austin. Amazing. So the three yeah. guys at the top of national now, Austin, security and foreign to, to policy. To be clear, because we don't, you know, we don't want the fake news to attack us, Lee. Mm-hmm. Unlike, you know, Blinken and yeah. Sullivan, where they were caught red-handed involved in these, yeah. these phony intelligence operations. Um with with Austin, it was actually um, uh, Mike Pompeo who was one of the people who led that investigation for for uh, ah. for me when I was chairman of the. Mm. He was on my committee. Um, him and uh, Ken Calvert from from California, who's right. the chair of the Defense Appropriations Committee now, and also Dr. Winstrup, uh, who you know well, yeah, uh, yeah. military uh, served Great guy. Yeah. In, in Iraq, um, who's who's on the Intelligence Committee. Yeah. 
and also heading up the COVID uh, task force for right. in the United States Congress. Those three were the ones that that that, that I tasked at the time to look into this. Hmm. And so they never caught uh, Austin uh, red-handed. There was no emails. Hmm. There was no notes. There was nothing. Hmm. But nobody could tell you why the intelligence got changed because the intelligence was actually correct, hmm. whether it was with General Flynn at DIA yeah. or at the top levels of CIMCOM. The, the intelligence was all accurate until it somehow it made its way to Obama. So he wasn't implicated, but he was still yeah. the guy in charge when that yeah. all when that all happened. And, Amazing. and had amnesia, didn't didn't know about it. Right. Um, which is impossible, I mean, which is impossible because he would have been getting the briefings from right. his top briefers who right. would have told him, hey, we got a problem here in, in, with Al Qaeda. Uh, they don't appear to be on the run, sir. I mean, um, it's, they, appear it's, be, it, they appear to be growing, which is what the intelligence said right. at the time. It's amazing that these people were not just for failure. I guess we can say that with Austin, it's failure, right? He was rewarded for failing to the advantage of uh, the Obama administration. But for Sullivan and Blinken, I mean, that that's not just failure. It's insane. That's insane corruption. And I've always wondered, and I, I think you would have good insight into that because you've you know, traveled the world, spoken to foreign governments, spoken to the heads of foreign intelligence services. But it always struck me that with Russiagate, our, both our foreign uh, allies and our foreign adversaries must have looked and said, boy, the Americans have really lost their, the Americans have really lost their minds. I don't know where these people are on this stuff. They're still really powerful, but they're crazy, right? The problem isn't Trump. The problem is all the people from the Obama administration who are going after Donald Trump. And I see the same thing now. It's like, so is no one looking across the table when they're sitting with uh, with Jake Sullivan or Anthony Blinken going like, boy, this guy, I mean, this guy ran an influence operation against his own government. This guy tried to destroy, this guy tried to destroy a sitting president. I'm going to take him seriously. What he says about my country. I don't think so. Look, all of a lot of the friends that I still have and keep in touch with um, mm -hmm. from, from foreign countries that I worked with over the years, they all, they all say something similar, but I'll sum it mm -hmm. up to, to this is that, Yes, we all know that the people running the United States are corrupt, idiots, mm. but we also have to take them seriously because they're dangerous because they have a nuclear arsenal. Right. right? Yeah. And the most powerful right. military. So, you know, a lot of these people are never going to speak out against the United States because right. you have dangerous idiots with weapons that happen to be running our own government right now who are spreading these weapons all, all over the planet. Um, like you see what's happening, happening in Ukraine, which, by the way, you notice, too, that that's just... Like we get, you notice the difference in the news that comes and the and the numbers and the facts mm -hmm. that supposed facts that, that have come out since October seventh uh, in the in Israel's war that they've mm -hmm. declared against uh, Hamas. You notice how precise both sides of these the, they are. We know there was fourteen hundred mm -hmm. here. There's thirty hostages. There's eighty of these. There's now nine thousand. You know, supposed mm -hmm. uh, Gazans have have been have been killed or ca there's casualties. Lee. I still don't have any numbers coming out of Ukraine or Russia. That's it's amazing that you, can, that you can believe. I mean, everybody has a different number. We have no right. idea what's going on there, and it's and it's we not, put no. we put a hundred and some billion dollars into Ukraine. It's 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 absolutely amazing. You know, it's like in uh, what is it, nineteen eighty four, when there's constant war going on in the background, but no one really knows what's happening. Right? There's there's some kind of war going on, and people are getting killed, but no one knows how many. No one even really knows who's fighting. And it's the same thing here. Speaking as a you know as a journalist, one of the strange things is, I mean, we can both remember going back. You know, CNN covering wars live. 
whether it's deserts, you know, de desert storm. But there, there, there's really no one on the ground, no Americans were on the ground or very few Americans on the ground in Ukraine to tell us what's happening. It's absolutely bizarre. But again, it brings us back to what we've been talking about for seven years. And that is this combination of political operatives, uh, intelligence services, and the media. Apparently, there's a very large stake in hiding all this information from the American public. Yeah, for, for sure. Well, Lee, we've covered a lot of topics today. And I know you haven't even been, you've been locked inside, you're writing, you're busy doing all kinds of writing, doing non, you can follow Lee Smith uh, on True Social, um, but also tablet, yeah. tablet, Epic Times. And where else, Lee? Is LeeSmith.locals.com. Oh, that's right. Yeah, your yeah. Locals channel. Yes. Yeah, yes. so that's exciting. I've got, I've been, I've, I feel so bad. It's all of my great followers on Locals, that community. I've, I've, I, had to do so many other things. I'm going to get back there. And I especially want to keep people up on, you know, what's happening right now in Israel, what's happening in that fight, what's happening in the region. And I hope any, anyone who's watching will forgive me. And, um, and uh, I, I, my favorite part of our conversation, I have to say, this is really great and insightful, but it's the Portuguese wine that I need to come back to. <laughs> Portu right the now. Portuguese wine, just so people are in it, it's the Portuguese wine right. being grown in California. Portuguese style wine. Portuguese right. style wine. Well, they're Portuguese varieties, but grown in, grown okay. in California. The people are tuning in like, why did they just jump to wine? Yeah, we're, go we're back to the beginning. Yeah. Corruption in government and yeah. idiots running our government. And right. why did Lee and Devin just jump back to wine? Yeah, this is what they're saying. We started with that for those of you yes. who are tuning in. We have we have like six, seven thousand people, I think, watching this live right, right. now. Lee, we could probably just get set here and chat forever. That's uh, gonna that, about that's your the wine club is gonna be very big. People are gonna be <laughs> signing out. It's like, sorry, we had to stop the wine club at 500 people. We've, we've got a waiting list now of 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 7,000 people. Well, I am, as you know, I'm very proud of my of my crown jewel yeah. there pro project I've been working on for a long time, and uh, going to be you know talking more about it over the over the coming months, Lee. But you you were the first one to break the news here today. Uh, again, about, it's, about, it's, about, I, about I, I can't about help my, it about DevonUniswines.com. I break so much news. I break news by accident. <laughs> That's right. Well, Lee, thanks a lot. Get outside there. Take your yeah. take your son for a walk, and uh, please tell your wife Devin, hello. Thank and, you so much. Great to see you. Say hi to everyone, uh, both in California and uh, and Florida. All right. Thank you all of you for tuning in today. It's Lee. It's always a lot of fun with you. It's Devin Nunes. We will catch you next week.